0: Hi this is Feas Talks and I am Armenoui Hovakimyan deputy secretary general of the Federation of Euro Asian Stock Exchanges. My guest today is Attila Tot the principal of Capital Market Development Team of EBRD. Thank you Attila for joining me.
1: Thank you thank you Armenoui for inviting me.
0: Today's topic is all about IPO and uh, potential issuers. Um, the topic came to to our mind after the after the successful workshop series that we uh, first together with ebrd and personally with Attila we we did uh, during past uh, several months uh very short like history uh, we had an initiation from attila to start the workshop uh, for potential issuers or past members and um, it was a great idea, and it was a like very, very much demanded uh, topic. It occurred among our members. And um, thank you, Attila, for, for the initiation. And uh, I think this talk, the fast talk, will spread some light for uh, for non fast members to know what was it about and how it started. And my very first question, Uh, from the beginning,
1: how the idea of creating this workshop uh, was born? Yeah, so for for EBRD it is a key priority to develop the local capital markets in our countries of operation from from Central Europe to to Central Asia and to to North African countries and it's one of the most challenging part of of this task is to develop the public equity market uh, where private sector companies raise money from the general public via, via equity issuance. Um, it is a very complex and, and very sensitive ecosystem, uh, where in many cases the biggest problem is on the issuer side, um, because uh, going public and opening up the shareholding structure is, is simply not in the DNA of the companies in, in Central and Eastern Europe and in Central Asia like in, in, in Anglo-Saxon countries, for example, and companies are full of fears and misconceptions, mainly due to lack of information. And that's why it is very important to share our knowledge with uh, as many potential issuers as, as possible. And our IPO workshop is a very useful instrument in this respect, and I have to thank to FEAS to, uh, for its support that it supports our efforts and organize all these events uh, for its, for the members. And of course, um, the traveling restrictions and all the special arrangement linked to this this pandemic made people very open towards online communication challenges. And it, it was a natural outcome, I think, that we went online with, with this event series. All the logistics are so simple and cost efficient. So we can take it as a positive side effect of, of the pandemic. Uh,
0: yes, and the feedback from workshops was very like fantastic feedbacks we had from participants uh after uh, like four workshops they uh, we we had more than 200 around 300 participants uh overall and uh, yeah it was uh both useful interesting and very interactive um, so and with many many like uh information uh useful information that you gave uh, during the workshop, but uh, what are the main challenges? So we had a lot of uh, discussions, but what are the main challenges for the companies who want to go public at at this moment?
1: Um, Obviously, I think that the usual suspects here are the first of all, the high cost of going public. And of course, the second is the general fear of transparency. But uh, in my opinion, the main challenge for the candidate companies is to, is to understand and accept the complexity of, of going public. Because it is not a sim- simple funding, so funding solution for them, but it is by far the most important strategic, strategic decision a company can make during its lifetime. It requires a different mindset from the owners and the management. And the preparatory phase for, for the IPO must not be underestimated. In, for example, in, in, in private companies, especially in the smaller ones, in many cases the ownership and the management tasks and the responsibilities are fully bundled. Contrary to that, the public company needs to have a well-structured decision-making process with clear distinction between the ownership and the manage management responsibilities. Many companies are one-man shows in, 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 among SMEs where the founder entrepreneur is doing everything but This is not acceptable in case of a public company. Investors expect uh, to have a team in the company that runs the company where everybody can be replaced. And it takes time to be prepared for all these requirements and, uh, and changes. And there are a couple of other issues, of course, that needs to be addressed before going public. And although some of them seem to be painful, but in reality, all these necessary steps are, are not for themselves, or or to meet only to meet the investors' demand. These steps, at the end, lead to a more efficient company setup and that can be utilized even if, at the end, the company uh, decides not to go public.
0: So yeah, the process has its own uh, use, uh, useful things, even if uh, not going to the, to the public and then not not having as a final stage but uh, what about small companies uh, if they want to go public what will be your advice if they want uh, to go public but they are afraid <laughs> just afraid
1: <laughs> yes small small companies usually think that they are too small for the public market uh, but i have to say that there is a demand for smaller companies as well the, uh, what matters is the story what they have to offer if you have a good investment story, you can find your investor investors easily. Don't forget that large companies were also small at one time. One of my favorite example is Intel Corporation uh, that went public a couple of decades ago with only an eight million dollar transaction. So that was really a tiny transaction. It, and of course, um, it, it's fully understand uh, understandable why the. Uh, so many fears mainly because uh, opening up the shareholding structure and, and letting strangers in the company seems to be a very risky decision but on the other hand and if, even if it sounds to be a contradiction it is the best way for the company to keep the independence and keep the control over the company because financial investors coming from the public capital market never want to take part in the executive decision-making process. They don't have special rights, unlike, for example, strategic owners or or in many cases, the private equity funds or or venture capital funds. So my um, advice to smaller companies is, is not to be ashamed by turning to a professional advisor. Stock exchange listing needs very special expertise that the companies usually don't have, but they are not alone. The investment banks, brokerage houses uh, can be uh, um, approached locally, or even the stock exchanges, because they can help the companies and lead them through the process to find the best solution for the company. Yes,
0: to feel that you are not alone and there are many, many institutions that can be helpful. This is the first thing that small companies should remember and um, also during our webinars there were many small companies attending but also big ones but uh, the small ones are usually asking this question um after this this successful uh Line and series of workshop. Uh, what are your future plans in, in this regard? Will you continue delivering the workshop, uh, or you are planning to go like um, deeper and hold offsite meetings? What are the plans with, with this within this project for you?
1: I think, as you mentioned, the, the high number of participants is is the proof that there is a need for such programs, and we definitely need to continue the series even after the travelling restrictions are lifted, I think, because um, it it will remain the the best and most cost-efficient way of of meeting as many potential issues as as possible. But of course, uh, we also know that these events can give only a general overview of the issue. It it, it can't answer all the questions, but it can help the companies, uh, hopefully, to raise the most important questions during the process. And in in reality, of course, every single company is a unique story and has very special needs. So uh, that means that there is a room for more focused and tailor-made advisory services and assistance for for especially for smaller companies. But it's true for the larger ones as well. And the EBRD has uh, pilot projects in a couple of countries in Central Europe called Pre-Listing Support Program, where we help selected companies to be prepared for the listing. That This program covers advisory services on corporate governance, business development and corporate strategy and in, in internal financial controlling systems uh, with the aim of, of, of building a good investment story that can be sold later on to the investor's community. And hopefully if this concept proves to be working, then we can extend that to other countries in the future.
0: I think it is, it is needed, I think. Um, and the very last question, uh, during the COVID and after the COVID, uh, which has a negative uh, impact on many aspects of business, how it, uh, how it impacted uh, the IPO world? Uh, are there any statistics available uh, during the pandemic or after the pandemic for you? Because during the pandemic, in the beginning, everything was stopped, and all IPOs were stopped, so everything was stopped. And uh, what are uh, what what is the what are the next steps there? Uh, are there any you know, like um, activities after it?
1: Yeah, uh, if we take a look at the statistics, uh, we can see that uh, two thousand twenty witnessed. The highest global IPO activity in a decade, surprisingly, maybe. Uh, of course, the pandemic had uh, had its uh, footprint, and because uh, there was a slowdown in the first two quarters, the first half of the year. Uh, but after uh, that, there was a strong boost in the IPO activity from from the third quarter, and the volume of listings uh, more than doubled compared to the previous year, uh, previous quarters, and. And the trend is even further accelerated uh, this this year, early, early 2021, where the first quarter, the IPO market was the best in the last two decades. So uh, it is a proof that there is money on the public capital market. It's ready, so the market is ready for new investment stories. But, but, but there are some other, uh, I think, trends that needs to be mentioned as well here. Relatively new ones that uh, any any issuers must must um, take a look at. And most importantly, there is the rising importance of, of ESG consideration, um, environment, social, and, and the governance issues, and in public disclosure and financial financing arrangements. So it's it's no matter where you are in the world or or or, or what industry you are, what industry you operate in. ESG has become one of the hottest topics for businesses today. The boards, their, the co- customers and for, for their employees as well. So any company that wants to go public needs, needs to focus on this issue in order to meet the investors' expectations. But, but all in all, I think the picture is very positive now. The IPO market is up and running and investors are really hungry for new stories, even small, for smaller ones.
0: Thank you for this positive, uh, positive news and yeah we also know and we also notice that the demand is very high, there there is money and the money wants to go to the companies and uh, there are companies who are opening up and who are not afraid of this process and thanks to the initiatives that you and DBRD and your team are doing, this this is also very helpful. Uh, From FEA's side, thanks a lot for initiating this process. And uh, we hope uh, we will have some several other workshops uh, with this topic, because we are receiving some more uh, requests on this. Thank you for the talk, Attila, and uh, stay safe.
1: Thank you for the opportunity. Thank